Welcome in to DNVR Fantasy Live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app in the United States. If you haven't gotten on there yet, it's time. Make sure you're getting these bets in. It's going to be a whole lot of fun watching this game seven tonight with the Nuggets and the Clippers, and it's going to be even more fun with money on the line. So download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. All right. Uh, so I'm Henry Chisholm. Whew. This is Andre Simone sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. And the producer guy, Casavan is over at the bar. And today the plan is to run through everything we learned in week one of the NFL. Yeah. And there's a lot to get to. And there's also Ooh, a Nuggets game in like an hour and a half. So uh, we need to fly. Yeah, um, lots, lots to cover. Little time. Do you want to just jump in with the Thursday night game? First game of the week? Yeah. So Texans and the Chiefs. Chiefs win pretty handily. What are your takeaways there, Dre? David Johnson in 11 carries, 77 yards and a touchdown. Also gets three receptions for 32 yards. I'm buying it. I'm buying that burst. I'm buying how he was looking. I'm buying the fact that Texans are invested to not look dumb after that DeAndre Hopkins trade and make him try to perform at his best. But really, I'm bearing the lead because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a beast and terrifying. And if you drafted him in your top 10... You're looking like a genius right now. Yeah. Uh, getting back to David Johnson, I, uh, I'm i already ready to eat the crow that I need to eat. You know, we still haven't seen the long speed. We haven't seen him in space trying to get upfield. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. That man, when he gets the ball in his hands in the backfield with his zone runs, like he's hitting the holes. He's hitting him hard. He's shifty. He's getting by guys. He doesn't need long speed. He, he just doesn't. And if that came back this season, I mean, we're yet to see it, but that would only add to... Uh, Add to what he can do for the Texans this season. Guy, do you have any thoughts on David Johnson? Or yeah. Want to rub it in my face or anything? Sure. Yeah, I've been slow cooking this crow for you. It's nice and tender. We'll throw it mm. on a bun for you. It's Thank delicious. You. Wait, because, uh, yeah, I'll be eating crow too with you, so I won't rub it in too hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting, but at the same time, uh, I will say temper your expectations because, as we've seen, there are a ton of injuries, and True. David Johnson has proven himself to be injury-prone in the past. Yeah when seasons weren't so heavy on injuries. So as much as I'm enjoying it right now, I can easily see him going down with some injury in the next couple of weeks. Then all of a sudden it just all blows up in my face. So I'll just take this small little victory for week one and cross my fingers, knock on wood, whatever it takes for him to stay healthy. Their um, problem, Duke Johnson also hurt. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a wager related to this one for the whole season. Who's going to be the Texans' highest-scoring fantasy wide receiver? I took Will Fuller. Uh-huh. Hank, you took Kenny Stills. Not looking great. Nope. Guy, you took Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's not looking as hot either. But at the same time, I mean, he wasn't fully healthy to start, so they're being cautious with him. Right. Um, you're By not picking Fuller, you're banking that my dude's going to get injured in like a week, which always seems pretty likely. So even though Fuller had one big game, doesn't mean anything right now. That's basically, true. yeah. And I mean... I mean, Randall Cobb was out there catching passes too. So all of a sudden, he's some sort of dark horse. I think Will Fuller. I think he's fantasy relevant, or yeah. or, or could become so. I, yeah. I'm keeping an eye out for Randall Cobb, right? Yeah, you have to. But when I see all these receivers with the Texans, I almost wonder if none of them are fantasy relevant. Oh. You know, because there are so many and they're stealing touches. Yeah. I think Will Fuller is obviously going to be like the one guy who's going to be involved every week. But it might be one week it's Kenny Stills, the next week it's Randall Cobb. And there may just be a gamble. This might be a Patriots running back situation. Right, right. And I'm I'm really skeptical of any piece of that offense outside of David Johnson. 
I mean, it, to be fair, it was week one and it was against the Chiefs, so we're drawing a lot yeah, of inferences yeah. from yes. a very small sample size. <laughs> yeah. I think that they like, really wanted to, you know, implement David Johnson to that offense so they weren't running their full passing offense. Yeah. Um, and once Brandon Cooks comes back 100%, I think it'll look different. Um, but yeah, small sample size. Um, it's hard to draw any infer- inferences from that so far. Credit to you, guy. I did feel like there was a theme this week of guys who don't need to share touches really benefiting. Yeah. It was the week of the Devonte Adams. Like if you were banking on one dude getting all the touches because he was the only relevant dude for the most part that worked out for you. Yep. So we'll see. Huh. Speaking of, uh, let's let Dre have the floor here for his, uh, feeding us crow session. Saquon Barkley, my God. Yeah. We <laughs> gave you a ton of crap. For moving him oh down from number two. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Again, it's only one week. Uh, but, yeah, wow, he finished really with, like, what, five, six rushing yards? Dude, and, uh, it was insanity. Yeah. It says nothing about the talent of him as a player, but no, everything about the mess that is that offensive line and that team. 15 carries, six yards. Yeah, but then so. all of a sudden, as soon as they start throwing him the ball, uh, he's hurtling guys, he's sprinting up the sideline, mm-hmm. and it's still not enough to make up for not getting those rushing yards. But Yeah. You still do see like that it is Saquon Barkley, one of the yeah. three most talented backs in the league. It's just in terms of fantasy value, is he really a top three guy? I mean, no. Dre might be right. Where'd you have him number eight this season? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Crippled by that offense. You so know what's funny is that tough, uh, I mean we were discussing this earlier, but on all of our like on all of our yeah. hates, our on all of our sits, sits yeah. we just absolutely nailed it. And on all of our starts, I think we whiffed on nearly every single one of them. Chris Carson. Yeah, I think that was probably the only one that, Truly that like, landed. But uh, even Chris Carson re-looking at that, because that's probably the huh. next game we should hit anyways. Okay. Go for it. Six carries, 21 yards. Before we jump in, can I ask you one more question about sure, that sure. Chiefs game? Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, incredible. 135 yards, yeah. touchdown, all that. He didn't look all that great by the goal line. Oh, or, or should come we be, on. Should we that be was concerned the offensive about line. it? The question is, should we be concerned about it? No. That was the offensive line just not really performing as well. Um, I think that that will that'll change going forward. I think the, also the Texans give credit where credit is due because they have a pretty nasty, nasty defensive line and linebacking core. And, I mean, they kind of telegraphed that they were running those plays at the goal line. So... I think that's, again, a very small sample size. And I think going forward, you'll see things differently. And I think they'll use him a little more creatively because those plays that they were calling there were anything but creative. They're just trying to go up the gut every single time. And if you see him leaking out on screens, things like that, um, they'll get more creative to get him touchdowns. So I am taking no stock in that. There's just going to be a little more growing pains than we're used to. So yeah. already him being at that level this early on, it's like it's all That's gravy, true. you know? That's true. Okay, let's get into this Falcons game. Chris Carson, what are we thinking there? Is is this an every week you got to start him if you have him? Is he matchup dependent? Because at this point, I'm sold on him being one of the guys who I want on my team and I am not going to put on my bench. Chris I mean, Carson, the yeah. six receptions and two touchdowns that really brought it home. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's he's kind of ad, as advertised. Maybe not the most explosive. Maybe doesn't make you go crazy, but he'll have these solid outings where he'll war- warrant a borderline RB one ranking. Todd Gurley in this game impressed me, though. Todd Gurley yeah. impressed me. Yeah. yeah. Again, how long will this last? Who knows? It's a little Wolf Fuller-ish. But for now, I'm buying Todd Gurley in this Atlanta offense. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Jordan Hamilton in the comments here. Uh, 
Guy, the only one taking Clyde Edwards Slayer in the top 10. That was me. Thank you very much. That was you, Guy. That was you. Yeah. Also, it's early. I'm I'm on the Clyde Edwards Slayer hype train as much as I hate to say it, but uh, you know, it's still early. Yeah. What's our next game on the slate there? Um, yeah, worth mentioning Ridley kind of hogged all the touchdowns in that matchup. Yeah. 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 The Metcalf and Lockett, Julio and Ridley. Interesting how both split things pretty evenly. With those, you're kind of down to who's going to get the touchdowns. It just so happened. Ridley was. Bills Jets, probably one of those we can move on quickly. Jamison Crowder, one of the best calls for us in the weekend. Yeah. Because, again, he fits that theme. There was no other competition. And Lev Bell, done at least for three weeks. Yep. I don't on care IR. who else is starting in that backfield. Frank Gore did nothing for me, admittedly, against the st- stout Bills defense. Stefan Diggs, 8 for 86, better than I thought. I'm just reluctant to buy anything the Bills offense is offering. The soundtrack we got going in the background is pretty apt for the Jets, <laughs> is it not? It's the never-ending story of their futility. So pretty I think much. this, honestly, as much as I am big on the Bills taking that division, I think this says a lot more about the Jets' futility. Um, I mean, other than Jamison Crowder, I want absolutely nothing to do with that team. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Bills go... Maybe low-key buying Zach Moss. I mean, carries-wise, he did camp. nothing great, but he did get you a touchdown receiver. Yeah, coming out of yeah. camp, he had a lot of hype as well. Yeah. So uh, definitely someone to watch. Um, I mean, at this point, you're kind of uh, you're a day late to a dollar short if you're trying to buy on him. Yeah. Um, I think that someone that drafted him already had high hopes for him, so oh, totally. they're going to ask way too much. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have him, you know, you're kind of SOL. But, yeah, he's definitely worth watching, keeping an eye on. Uh, Devin Singletary looks like he lost a step, so it's it's Zach Moss's job to take basically right there. I'm with you, but you're right. Even though he's a wait and see talent, there's no getting in on him in any yeah. league. He's already mm-hmm. been bought. So. But it's also very hard for me to, I don't know, gauge the Bills on this one because, like I said, I think this just says yeah, how yeah. bad the Jets were. Yeah, and I need enough. to see the Bills play against better competition before I start really drawing inferences on how the Bills players played. So Agreed. Josh Allen easily could have had a horrible game, mm-hmm. um, but Basically because the Jets did. are that bad, he looked really good. So yeah. and he put up fantasy numbers. He did sure. put up fantasy numbers. He also missed some like absurd throws that That's... an NFL quarterback has no business missing, but you're right. That's put the Josh fantasy. Allen. We're just here yeah. for the points, though. <laughs> no, We're just right. here for the points. Uh, Want to jump you're into right. Colts-Jags? Yeah, oh. this was a All crazy right. Oh, no. um, we should start this by saying Marlon Mack, Torn Achilles, out for the year. Raheem uh, Hines so looked good him, behind man. him. Jonathan Taylor looked good behind him. Which one of those guys are... If you have both on the roster, you get to pick one to start. Who are you going with next week? Between Naheem Hines and Jonathan yeah. Taylor? Has to Who are they Taylor. playing? Uh, ooh, that's Has a good question. Um, the Vikings. Interesting matchup. It is. Yes. Because those linebackers are good in coverage, so you probably don't want the receiving back. Taylor, what's impressive is is he got six receptions for 67 yards. That's what carried his day for him. I know, which is funny because uh, everyone called him just that ground and pound three down back. Hines is the receiving back of the two, you know, know. so it's crazy for real. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, Visca, man, for the Jags. Yeah. Are we scared as, like, DJ Chark believers in Visca? I don't know. Is this an offense that can sustain Visca's opening everybody up. Okay. Visca's opening everybody okay. up. I think that I, 
as the buffs guy here, I spent a lot of time watching what Visca did. And he obviously, like, as always, did everything. You know, they line him up at halfback. He was wildcat quarterback. He was in tight to yeah. the formation. He was split outside. He was in the slot. Uh, he scored the touchdown on the slot, which is where I wanted him. I love the way on. they integrated into that yeah. offense. That Even though he didn't, like, produce otherworldly numbers in his first game, I just, I love that they have a plan for him. Yes. And it looks like just so many different ways to get him the ball. And it's not just a, you know, a unidirectional. They have sort of a thing. role for him on every play, right. which is so rare for an NFL receiver. You know, yeah. we even saw like I'm like, kind of buying that offense. I am too. I James have too. Robinson's another guy. Like I'm keeping an mm -hmm. eye on him in the waiver wire. Minshew completed 19 of 20 passes. No, Minshew was outstanding. Yeah, yeah he no, only had one completion. And, and we watch his feet. When you watch like the pump fakes, we watch his eyes. Like that man is for real. And I. I'm slowly becoming more excited for Visca getting to work in their, their offensive offense. line looks surprisingly good too. Oh, I, I know. was like, yeah. so that's what surprised me. I was like, there's no way these guys have time to work. And I was like, totally. hold up. Why do they have so much time to work here? I'm, I'm also in on the Jags. mega selling on Phil Rivers. Yep. And anything that Colts passing offense has to, oh, they're man. cooked. They're how many, dumb, how many dude. wins did you call for them guy? Uh, I think nine, okay. maybe 10. I think it might've been 11, 11. I don't know. Uh, about that. I think I don't it was know. We can go back and check for next yeah, week when they lose again. Check. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I I'm uh, I'm out on him. I'm out on him for sure, especially losing Marlon Mack. You know, Naheem Hines looked good and Jonathan Taylor looked good. But in terms of the running game, 22 carries, 88 yards, 4 yards per carry, one touchdown. I mean, it's not bad, but with that group, you'd expect to do much better, especially with an aging Philip Rivers as a quarterback. Like the fact that I mean, Naheem Hines, 7 carries, uh, 8 catches. Jonathan Taylor, nine carries, uh, six catches. I mean, if, you, if you're in a PPR league, then maybe buy these running backs is the point here, but I, I don't... Good luck buying Jonathan Taylor. I yeah. mean, Naheem Hines should be available on the waiver wire, but... And grab him. You're not getting and Jonathan grab him. Taylor. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah, we'll see. But LaVisca, to me, I, that was the storyline that I was looking at in this yep. game because, yeah, huge. I mean, he was the only rookie wide receiver to have a touchdown in week one, which I think is mm -hmm. huge. Um I mean, I, you've probably seen it everywhere, but he never actually got tackled to the ground no, on did. any of his three catches, which I think is hilarious because it just shows up. what we bus fans have known That's all insane. along. When he talks about like that game that they would play out in the street about yeah, just getting yeah, yeah, knocked yeah. into fire hydrants and everything, mm -hmm. like he is a man amongst boys out there, and he's like the Derrick Henry of wide receivers, where like you see him barreling towards you. And like your life flashes before your eyes, and good luck taking him down. So just all the ways they're integrating him into that offense makes me very excited for that. So yeah. if he's for some reason available in your league, right? I think if you're in a league with non-buffs, pick him up. Oh yeah, yeah. sneak him in this week. Definitely do Get it. Get that done because I really think that as he progresses, I mean, he was in there an incredible percentage. Also, if you have a vet like Rivers, drop him and pick up Minshew. Yeah, like yeah. do this yep. now. Yeah, yep. Minshew. What about Burrow? Because I'm kind of feeling the same way about Burrow. Not Minshew is a step ahead. Minshew is clearly no, a step no, ahead. He but looked I think great. you're on the right track. But I I'm think I think that strategy too. I'm I'm totally in on picking up uh, Minshew if you're looking for a guy. I might be in on Burrow. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what's great about this conversation though is this goes back to what we were talking about. If you don't get one of the top two quarterbacks, you wait. You wait because these are the guys that pop open. up on the waiver wire. To help you win your cool. league, you didn't have to draft these guys. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, obviously like Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, they both had very good week ones. So yeah, if you if you paid the price to get them there, you're you're happy with that. Mahomes a little underwhelming. A little bit. 
But I think that again, week one. Yeah, yeah, no, but get the ball you know, on. like I think you barely cleared twenty points if you had Mahomes. And I, I almost wonder if Clyde edwards helaire is going to eat into his fantasy production, yeah, Mahomes' fantasy production. Now That's having some a real galaxy brain game. thinking, man. I mean, because he only a, had like two hundred and twelve passing yards, and. That's because Clyde Edwards-Helaire was able to carry the team when they needed well, him to. And that I, was just, I don't know. When we were looking at Mahomes' fantasy value, this is a switch that happened from 2018 mm-hmm. where he produced like 400 fantasy points yeah. to 2019 where he missed some games, but also kind of found a groove where he was a little more conservative. That was great for the Chiefs, not great for fantasy owners. though. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, we've talked a lot, or I, at so least I maybe have. Maybe I would sell Mahomes... If you can sell high, now might be the time. I don't know. I'd be tempted. But, you know, I've talked about... I mean, you uh, should have never drafted him in the first place, right? So d- yeah. trade him for an RB1. I know Guy endorses These that. These are some ludicrous takes, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're thinking too hard about it. This is this is a week, well, one-week sample size that you're drawing all this off of. Uh, Mahomes has had two very good seasons before this one, which was an MVP season. It's true. If you took the chance to take him... Well, you're just not hold. Bailey now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just hold. Like, there's no reason to be getting rid of him at this point because what you're going to get in return is, like, it's just – I don't think it's going to be worth it, honestly. And there's too many other variables around the league that I'd rather have the constant of Pat Mahomes right here if you invest the draft capital. And I kind of hammered this home when we were talking about the quarterbacks. But, again, the difference between Lamar Jackson and the second-best quarterback, who was Patrick Mahomes last year, in terms of points per game, was the same as the distance between number two and number 22. It's massive. But the 26 points per game that Lamar Jackson put up last year, that's the same as what Mahomes put up the year before. And yeah. it's possible that Mahomes will just bounce back up to that level after dropping off to, like, I think it was like 20 or so. With this, though, I'm starting to get skeptical. We should probably move on, though. Yeah, um, let's going. hit this uh, NFC North stuff, uh, starting with Bears-Lions. Um, obviously, what this game will be remembered for is DeAndre Swift dropping the ball in the end zone. With what five seconds on the clock would have won them the game. Um, Underdog betters rejoiced all over the world. Uh, yeah. Trubisky looked like a, maybe a fantasy factor. Yeah, we'll see. Just saying. Yeah, I don't trust him personally. I think again, this is one of those instances where no. it says more about the Lions' defense than it does about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, without Okuda mm-hmm. and Allen Robinson today took all mentions of the Bears off his social media because he's so frustrated with the team. I would, too. Doesn't sound great to me. Uh, Montgomery kind of helped me in one league, but it was just because that's a point-per-carry league. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not buying, like, anyone on here. Anthony Miller. That's been one of the hot names. Yeah. Yeah. He looks decent to me. He's probably not available on your waiver wire because he's one of those guys that, you know, he was getting some hype during the draft. Um, So... We're talking like what, eleventh, twelfth round, something like yeah, that. Someone going He's in gone that range. In, in most leagues. Um, and but if someone never, wants to trade him, they're going to ask too much for him. He might him. be a borderline guy. You, there are some leagues where he could be on your waiver wire. You yeah, know? if you're in like more a, in a league, maybe. standard league than a PPR league, yeah. likely because he is more of that deep threat type than a possession guy. And when it comes down to the that sort of, I don't know, when when a receiver isn't in those like top tiers. And he's more in this Miller range. I do think that you have to really pay attention to league fit and standard leagues. I, I don't know. I, I'd be willing to take a flyer if you're looking for receivers. Um, Lions, no Galladay. Uh, Underwhelming from yeah. that passing attack. 
Yeah, I mean, who bet their house on Kenny Galladay? Who would do that? <laughs> but things do look Hawkinson good for Marvin Jones, though. Them. So yeah, Hawkinson looked good. I thought Hawkinson looked sure, good. Sure, sure. Yeah, we should mention Galladay, top ten wide receiver. You guys have a wager on that one. Yeah, oh, we're only one right. weekend, so you know, if you want to make your hot takes, hot make them now for the cool off. Adrian Peterson got the bulk, about half of the carries. Um, put up 93 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. Yikes. You, would you start him this week? Scares me the touches Swift was getting, not even 100% first game as a pro. That's true. I think Swift is slowly but surely going to dig into that, right? Yeah, I agree. But I think I'd ride with Peterson. I mean, obviously, it depends on who else you have. But I think I'd ride with Peterson this week. You sure Swift, after dropping that uh, pass in the end zone to win the game, you think he's going to have the trust of the coaches to go back out there and <laughs> take that full workload? Jerry Judy. I mean, yeah. Not quite yeah. the same, but. Uh, stick not to the it. same like, at all. Yeah. I mean, without KJ Hamler and Corton Sutton, who else were they going to go to? That's true. But, I mean, I feel like it is similar in terms of the drops. And Yeah, I mean, he's the guy they really believe in. And, again, I think these rookies just need to be treated a little differently. But they went out of their way to sign Adrian Peterson when they didn't have to. Right. Because so I that's think a selling before the games Swift even started. And now, ready. yeah, now he's taken what little trust he had and kind of, you know, floated yeah, that yeah. down the river. So. No, in a redraft, I mean, he's not. This whole Lions offense really underwhelmed. Yeah. Really underwhelmed. Let's move along to uh, Packers-Vikings. A. Rogers for real. He's back, man. He's back. He is an all-time great quarterback, and he looked like it. And the drops, too. He looked better than he looked last year. Yeah. At any time. And the receivers were dropping some balls. I think what it was Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped a touchdown, dropped another one. Um, but still had a great day, and that's somebody who I, uh, you know, I th- kind of saw him as the number three coming into this season. But four catches, ninety-six yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, big game. Yeah, big game. And Thielen had a big game, which is nice. Dalvin Cook with the new contract gets in the end zone mm-hmm. twice, but you know, Kirk Cousins owners. That's another guy you might want to bail on for uh, a minute. Did warn him, Burrow. A true or I guess that was Hank that warned them about Kirk Cousins, but yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen. I don't know. Honestly, though, with how bad the Vikings defense looked, I'm actually a little more encouraged in that Vikings offense to, again, have that negative game script where they have to keep playing from behind, airing the ball out, and uh, I think there's going to be more opportunities for a lot of guys there. Yeah. So, yeah, that actually, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins didn't look, you know, world-beating necessarily, but... That's not really what matters in fantasy. It's about opportunity. And if there's going to be a lot of opportunity there for garbage time points, then the Vikings, for me, are a team that I'm keeping an eye on. So, Should also uh, throw out there that in this game, Devontae Adams targeted 17 times, caught 14 of those balls, put up 156 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's only what? Is he one year removed, two years removed from being the number one wide receiver in all fantasy football i mean he's he's the perfect example of a guy who garners all the attention and really did the most of it in week one yeah you gotta like that he doesn't have to compete for touches there though yeah that is true he will be the guy and that's kind of what we saw skipping ahead a bit from deandre hopkins you know we were worried with so many receivers on the field in that system would he put up the same numbers What's this, what's this we stuff? What do you mean we were worried about this? I made a mistake in wow. my thinking he was again. Like the second wide receiver per ADP. None of us had him that high. 
Yeah, I'm saying it right true. now. That's I true. can tell you I had faith in the Cardinals' offense, though. And I you think did. that faith was rewarded. Man. It was. So yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler, I mean. Kyler looked amazing. 16 targets, 14 catches, 151 yards, no touchdowns. I mean. No, you're feeling good. Yeah. You're that's, loving That's it. an incredible look. Meanwhile, behind him, though, no other receiver with more than 34 yards. That was Larry Fitzgerald with 34. I'm a. We'll see how this shares go. You're panicking? I am panicking. Oh, no. As somebody who is invested in Christian Kirk, I am panicking. I think that the, the same concerns I had before with how many receivers mm-hmm. are on the field, those still exist. I think now what we know is with that happening, a lot of the time he's still going to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. It isn't the spread out look that would let Christian Kirk have fantasy value. And because like it's DeAndre Hopkins getting targeted, what? Uh, 16 times in 40 passing attempts. That's close to half the time. They're typically in three receiver sets, sometimes four or five. Typically four. Yeah, typically four, I guess is fair. But that means that the other half of the targets are spread out among those three other receivers plus the running back in the backfield. Like, it's just it's just not a good situation. It's early. Though. Yeah, it's early. It's early. It's early. We'll see. They were also playing from behind. I'm... I'm not ready to to panic just yet on the other cards receivers, but I did start Christian Kirk in one league and yep. regretted it mightily. All right. Um, with the 49ers, you know, I think both of us, Dre, kind of projected a bit of regression. Um, now I'm kind of thinking, like, is this the last place team in the NFC West? Because all these other teams are really impressing me, and I think that... Could still be a playoff team, though. It Honestly, still yeah. could be a playoff team. But In this offense... Mostert was the big takeaway from this. Yeah? Yeah. He got all the carries. He had the most explosive play. They didn't give him carries in the red zone, which you hate as a Mostert backer, but he still got his points. Yeah. That's all that matters. That was huge. George Kittle being out definitely changed things in this one. Yeah, and with Mostert... Just under four yards per carry, 56 yards. He did have that 76-yard touchdown catch that really turned it into a big day for him. Sure did. Sure did. Um, In terms of receivers, I'm still not impressed. Well, no Debo, no IU come in. We'll see. Um, Let's see. What's up next? Dolphins, Patriots. This was a fun one. Um, I throw. I throw. Depends on your definition of fun, but yeah. Cam's Cam back. Newton playing Cam's football back. to me is fun. That counts as fun. Not you a great say game for he's fantasy. Back, but like, let's see. Let's look at his line here real quick. Yeah, fifteen and nineteen, huh? Yeah, and like what, hundred and fifty-five yards? Oh yeah. With no touchdowns, no ints. He was the... sacked twice. But like, this is what I was telling Dre earlier. Like, sure, he's he got you those two rushing touchdowns. So like, he's getting fantasy points, but. He didn't look threatening at all with his arm. And I think opposing teams are going to look at that film and know that they can attack him now. And I don't think he's quite the runner that he used to be. Like the Dolphins, I think, again, this is one of those games that says more about how bad the Dolphins are than how good the Patriots are. And I think Mm -hmm. that other teams are going to be able to game plan for this a lot better. And from what I was watching, his first read or his first option was always to run the ball. And if it wasn't there, then he had to back up and take a look at the receivers and see if he could find someone open. That's not going to win you games consistently. And uh, I, it's great that he got you points in week one, but I, I don't see that really panning out 
long term. I think all has to be written. Yep. Yep, exactly. You got to wait and see. But what I do like is that with all of these running backs that they have on the roster, when they get down to the goal line, I think that the options, I think option number one is a designed run for Cam Newton. I think option number two might even be passing the ball. And then option number three is going to any of those other running backs. And that to me in fantasy leagues where you typically get two more points for rushing touchdowns uh, than you would with passing touchdowns, that that could turn out to be valuable. And of course the 15 carries, if you're in a point per carry league, grab Cam Newton if that's still possible. It probably isn't. Kind of hate all the running backs and wide receivers he's yep. working with. Really underwhelmed by what Miami had going. Fitzpatrick not being, not really being able to do the thing for Devontae Parker. Uh, we'll see this Miami offense uh, against another defense that doesn't have this figured out just yet, you know? Yep. Um, okay, next up, Eagles and football team. <laughs> Football team? Um, yeah, football bit. team. Well, I was going to say what they used to be, but then I re-remembered, and I was like, I can't say Eagles in Washington because no. I guess nobody would have cared. Um, but, yeah, big upset. Probably the biggest upset of the week um, with Washington coming yeah. back and putting up 27 straight points to win 27-17. Takeaways, Dre, what you got? Uh, backfield. Got to figure out these whole backfields because Boston Scott got hurt. We still don't know if uh, – Miles Sanders will be back, oh, so man. now the Eagles are relying on Corey Clement. Their uh, receivers are a disaster, and one of the more interesting backfields in the entire league is Antonio Gibson, who did lead the football team in rushing yards, but then Peyton Barber comes out of nowhere with 17 carries, two touchdowns, but longest run is eight yards, barely as anything to show for it Gibson does get targeted twice I'm optimistic that this was a nice early sign for Antonio Gibson and how yep. he'll be used that's how I'd read it too but I'm still not willing to play any of those running backs until we actually see Antonio Gibson get more of the workload which yeah. I think he's probably yeah. in line to do it does scare me though that the goal line touches went to uh, Peyton Barber because that's I, I I think that he did has, so little with it though that it's someone's true. primed to take his spot. I, I almost me while I was watching that game, I saw it more as like Peyton Barber is you know he's the quote unquote veteran. Yeah, and they saw an opportunity to win the game, so they went with the guy that they really trusted in that moment, and that's Peyton Barber. I don't think that says anything negatively about Antonio Gibson and his role in that offense mm -hmm. because you saw them try to work him in in a bunch of different areas. Um, so I'm more optimistic about Antonio Gibson from this. And honestly, I kind of, if I, if there's someone in my league that has Antonio Gibson, they were scared away because of all this. I would try to buy somewhat like whatever you consider to be low on this at this point, because I think Antonio Gibson will have more of a role moving forward than Peyton Barber. I think it was just a, a he was just a victim of circumstance in that moment where they saw an opportunity to steal a win from a division rival and they went with a trusted veteran. But I think that long-term, that doesn't really spell disaster on this team. Agreed. But I wonder what this process looks like, how long it takes. You know, 17 carries for Barber, 9 for Gibson. And to me, I think that as this slowly flips and maybe even becomes more of a drastic gap than 17 to 9, I think it could wind up being 20 to 6 by the end of the year if the touches total number stays the same. 
I do think that Peyton Barber, the, the last touches to go will be the goal line touches for him. I think that you're going to see more of Antonio Gibson between the 20s, and as those kind of dry up, then maybe starts cracking in by the goal line. But, you know, if Peyton Barber gets those touches and doesn't put up two touchdowns like he did this week when he had them, that could change. But as of now, that was where he was most successful, and so I think that's where they keep using him. Honestly, my big biggest takeaway from this game was just how horrible the Eagles' offensive line looked. Maybe yeah, one of the worst in the league. Um, even when Miles Sanders comes back from you know, his being held out precautionary due to injury. I'm really worried about how he's going to perform against such or behind such a bad offensive line because, Gotta I mean, Carson Wentz injuries. had no time to work. Boston Scott had no time to work. Corey Clement barely had any time to work. And, like, that whole offense to me is just there's red flags going off all over the place because oh, yeah. no matter how much talent you have on an offense uh, in terms of, like, skill positions, they if the have. offensive line doesn't give the quarterback or the running backs time, it's not going to matter. I do think that uh, the uh, Washington football team's defensive front was very good, though. Yeah, and yeah, I'd almost consider Chase Young, yeah. picking up that defense. Um, and Lynn Johnson, late injury. So, you know, their best offensive yep. lineman did get hurt early there. So, Yep. Uh, Dallas Goddard as well. A guy I know you like, Dre, coming into this as a guy to watch and see if he does anything and then maybe pick up. Well, eight catches on nine targets, 101 yards and a touchdown. Are you picking him up now? Well, this is all dependent on the wide receiver and running back situation. You know, with him, with lots of wideouts out, then, yeah, they're using a lot of two tight end sets. And Goddard's heavily featured. And Ertz did look impressive. Tight end one. Oh, Ertz, it's not an either or. It's a Goddard on top of Ertz because they have no wide receivers or runners. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move along to Panthers and Raiders. Uh, Raiders pulled it out 34-30. Josh Jacobs looked very good. Two best running back performances of the weekend. Easy breezy. Yeah, that's uh, true. We probably underrated Maybe Jacobs Clyde. and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. And if this Phil Lindsay injury keeps up, uh, Melvin Gordon was also underrated. So the AFC West all of a sudden is kind of like the running back division that you're you're buying heavily after week one. I think of the three of us, I had Josh Jacobs the highest. As much as it pained me to say nice things about a Raider, and I think yep. we covered that in our very first episode. I had Josh Jacobs pretty high, and I think I had him as high as maybe number seven. Um, yeah, and he really he proved that. Uh, Second most with six targets on the team, too. So on top of the rushing, on top of the three rushing touchdowns, yep. gets plenty of targets in the passing game, which for him is huge. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. And we'll see. I mean, you know, the Panthers aren't a good defense. So um, as much as I'd like to take credit for calling him having somewhat of a breakout season, at the same time, you know, it's one game sample size and temper some expectations there as well. Yeah, and you, you brought up the targets. The only guy with more targets was Darren Waller. Those are two guys that if you have, you're starting with Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. Behind them, though, these receivers are still kind of a mess. You know, Henry Ruggs was the leading receiver in terms of yards. Three catches, 55 yards. Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown. That was his only catch of the game. You're just staying away, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no point in buying right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just not. There's just yeah. no signs no, there's anywhere. Better, there's better. Yeah, with the Panthers though. Otherwise, Robbie Anderson went off. Sure, he's their Henry Ruggs essentially. 
So yeah. I, he's a boomer bus guy. If you have no other options and you just want a lottery ticket and he might get you a long bomb and he had a 75 yard touchdown, save your week. That's what Robbie Anderson is. Do not expect that anywhere close to on a weekly basis, especially with a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater who's more going to deacon dunk you and kill you with a million paper cuts. than yeah, I almost wonder if slinging it deep because that is the narrative around Teddy if the strategy for week one was, okay, we need you to go hit some long balls so that the narrative changes a bit and defenses will open things up a little bit underneath. So we'll see how that progresses. Yeah. Um, but that offense didn't look bad. No, 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 no. They looked way more competent than I thought. With all the turnover they had going, I, I'd completely ridden them off this week. Let's uh, jump into a game now with, with a bad offense, an offense that put up six points. And that is the Cleveland Browns, uh, who lost 38-6 to the Baltimore Ravens. Not really a surprise. Uh, you know what? I, I think there was a moment where I wanted Cleveland to be good. I think I bought into the Baker Mayfield hype. I liked what they were doing. And now at this point, it's like, okay, let's just watch this dumpster fire go and then see what happens in two years when are you surprised about? Up. Are you surprised about Nick Chubb, though? Well, now the game got... They had a big, they were down big early. So I think Kareem Hunt, who's more their receiving guy, that's how he got more touches. Now you're going to say they're the Browns. They're going to be down early a lot. That's okay. actually smart thinking. And yeah, you might be honest. <laughs> Who could have predicted that, huh? Who in the world could have predicted such an outcome? Yeah. Yep. But I mean, where do you rank Kareem Hunt? Oh, that's man. the thing. Like the problem is they kind of fulfilled this concern I had where they're both like, RB21 and RB23. And on like, a bad neither team. Neither startable. And on a bad team. A bad offense that isn't running a bunch of plays. You know, I mean, a lot of Bronco fans here, you saw last night, Noah Fant goes off in the first half, barely gets the ball thrown his way at all in the second half, if it even happened. And Vic just said, yeah, we didn't run any plays. We had two three and outs in the third quarter. Nobody got any targets. That's a, kind of what I'm expecting from this Browns offense all season. And that production for everybody is going to decline, especially if this is a true 50-50 split, which is what yeah. it looks like it is for the two running backs. Yeah, I mean, there'll be games where they'll sling it around because they're down 20 or whatever. But, yeah, this was rough. J.K. Dobbins' owners are happy, though, because Ingram yep. didn't look great, and Dobbins at least gets you those two touchdowns. That should only continue. And uh, Marquise Brown with yep. six targets. He's for real. Doesn't get the touchdown, but still gets you 100 yards. So that's... Huge for their uh, young former first rounder. Yep. Same thing. Mark Andrews, two touchdowns. Uh, he's for real. He's also for real. Willie really bonafide top six tight end. As I like the scary part about the Baltimore receivers is that they're so young, and you just wonder if a, you know, Miles Boykin, Devin Duvernay is going to like pick it up as the year goes. Oh yeah. But Willie Sneed, I was impressed with as well. I and mean, I think the fantasy value probably hinged on the touchdown. Yeah. But that's another one to watch because this is a very good offense. And I do think that he probably will emerge as a receiver worth having. Yeah. No, I mean, he's been productive before. I, I wouldn't count on it just yet on Willie Sneed. Uh, Chargers and Bengals. Joshua uh, Kelly. Exactly. That's where I'm going. You got to pick him up. If, if I mean, there's like a list of guys who you should probably claim. Um, I'd throw. Uh, He's taking that Melvin Gordon role in that offense, though. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, there are probably a couple guys I'd take in front of him, but Josh Kelly, 12 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown in his pro debut. 
I mean, yeah, he, he, that's exactly right. He took that role and he looked good out there. And that's important too, because there are a lot of guys, you know, they hit a hole and it just works out for them. He looked like a real good running back yep. and I'm bought in. And the rest of that offense is not good with Tyrod Taylor. So you might as well pick up the running backs. I was baffled that Austin Eckler wasn't involved in the passing game at all. So one target. Hopefully that changes kind of similar storyline for the Bengals offense with Joe Burrow. Both these defenses played pretty well. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. Yep. Yeah. Um, AJ Green made a couple plays. Not enough to get real fantasy value out of him, probably. Would put up 10 points in a PPR league, but uh, he made some plays. There's hype there, man. He made some plays. There's hype there, absolutely. Yep. I'm, I'm excited by that because I, I was calling him as one of those mid-round sort of like very high-ceiling players. If you took the chance on A.J. Green and you saw that, I think you're excited right now. Even if it didn't show up on the scoreboard necessarily, if you watched the game and you saw his involvement, you saw him out there running around, and he didn't look hampered by any injuries, which when's the last time we saw that? It's true. I'm excited. Feels a I'm little, excited. Like I, it's a little Wolf Foolery. I wouldn't get too excited. Just yeah, but if you have him, he's your wide receiver three, and the ceiling on that for a wide receiver three is – it's pretty incredible. I'm so. higher on AJ Green than I was coming into this game. Wow. I'll say that wow, for sure. Wow, it's such a hot take. For sure. How about you just calm yourself down there? Bucks and Saints. Uh, Saints win in Tom Brady's bet. debut, 34-23. We actually split a bet on this game. I had that Ronald Jones would have more touches than Fournette. That was a landslide. You had that Brady would go over 20 points. I said under. Insanely enough... With that quarterback sneak and that rushing touchdown, you're able to survive. But there we go. I um, mean, and sell all your Brady stock. Not only Sorry. did Ronald Jones have 17 touches to Fournette's fit five, he also passed the eye test. He was running like a madman out there. And I think that as the season progresses, they're just going to start leaning on him more and more, especially because the passing game had some hitches. You know, Brady missed a couple throws. There seemed to be some miscommunications. Things weren't great in the passing game. Uh, 78.4 passer rating, just to put that into context. Yeah, Brady but was awful, man. Ronald Jones, I really liked what I saw from him. Yeah, totally. totally. He might be the only guy I'm buying in this offense. I know some people are high on Scotty Miller. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's something there, but there's too many mouths to feed, and Brady is the same dude he was in New England. Period. Wasn't yeah. the wide receivers. It was Brady. So... And to me, Kamara really looked like he was back to being Alvin Kamara, which is huge because now Michael Thomas is out, so he'll be even more featured. So, you know, if you gambled on Kamara while there was a bit of, oh, will he hold out for contract negotiations, now you're really sitting pretty, really sitting pretty. It's crazy that a running back so, – so he had 12 carries for 16 yards. Yeah. And still was a good fantasy play because he had five catches for 51 in a touchdown. Yep. And just imagine if he could have done something with those rushing attempts and all of a sudden he's one of the top performers at running back of the week. He was an inch away from another touchdown at the very end of the game too. So, That is right. Um, I will also say Michael Thomas uh, out. out with a high ankle sprain. I think the tweet said... Several weeks is the expectation. It was worse than they anticipated. That is um, rough. Got to get it on Emmanuel Anyone Sanders, who... right? Yep. Yeah, totally. Got to pound that because he looked good too. I'm not sure what the stat line was. Three Scored for 15. Not great, but got the touchdown, so he would have been valuable. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think he's going to keep getting more touches, especially with Michael Thomas out. Uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on this game? Nope. Okay. Uh, did we cover Cardinals 49ers? We did. Yes. Uh, Cowboys, Rams. Malcolm Brown. That man is the truth. I think that he you more think than so, Cam huh? Akers. You know, to me, Malcolm Brown was out there at the start of the game, and he was running hard. And as I was watching, I was thinking, wow, this guy looks good. Cam Akers better come out and bring it. And then you see Cam Akers, and you see that he's a little more hesitant. He isn't just pounding forward in the way that Malcolm Brown does, which is what NFL running backs do. You know, it's that looking for contact almost that make good running backs really good, especially in schemes like the one that the Rams run. You know, yeah. you, you think back to like what Todd Gurley was doing, just running downhill, blowing guys up, CJ Anderson doing similar yeah. things. Cam Akers, that's just not who he is. And, like, you can't blame him as a rookie first game being kind of, like, scared to just run full speed into the pile and take the hit. Yeah. And I think he grew in that regard, but just didn't work for him the way that Malcolm Brown seemed to just know his game and really play well within it. I mean, take these rookie performances with a grain of salt. It's the first time ever they're playing in NFL action. There's no preseason. There's no live action in practice. So... I think the the carries being split 18-14 in Brown's favor already should be encouraging as an Acres believer. Yep. But Malcolm Brown should be available in just about any league you're in. So he's, he's my top pickup. Easy ahead of Joshua Kelly. Yep. Okay. I like it. Amari Cooper kind of a bust. Actually, it turned out Jalen Ramsey was more uh, defending Gallup than Cooper. So my sit Cooper narrative didn't totally pan out. Um, Aside from that, kind of as advertised, nothing too spectacular in this one. Kind of disappointing. Agreed. Frankly, uh, we talked about Steelers, uh, Giants from a Saquon perspective. Benny Snell really stood out, though. Yep. Benny Snell's another like top pickup going into this week. He's on my list. I'm out on Roethlisberger, though he had a good fantasy. His struggles with mobility and... Uh, pressure are too big to overcome this is what i was saying man i i don't think the steelers are going as far as people think they are and i see big bren not if he's healthy he doesn't look the same as he has been in years past and he's also prime for re-injury so no i'm i'm bailing i'm ready to bail i've seen enough to to know that much um are you bailing on juju smith schuster though i would I would try really? to sell him yeah, not if you in, could. Not in that like Sutton borderline top fifteen range I had him rank coming into the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that pretty much Darius Slayton, of course, kills yeah. it. And now you know oh. the Phil injury. We got to monitor, and we'll see what happens with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you're and, forgetting one big game here. And Evan Ingram. Oh yeah. Got to bring that up on my sit list. On guy start list. Yep. Um, let's just run through. I mean, that's you an L for guy. Yeah. That that is an L. Uh, where is this? He was targeted seven times, two catches, nine yards. Uh, you know, it it, it was kind of what we're Giants saying. offense. That yeah. like they targeted him seven times, and you'd think with Evan Ingram, he's gonna bring in like five of those. But like he had drops there too. It wasn't even just the defense. And that's if if I were you, that would be eating me alive. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If you were me, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> I laid awake last night just staring at my ceiling, thought to myself, 2.9 How could I be that dumb to put that much stock in Evan Ingram? And here no, we are. Steelers offense, very, very, very good. Defense, rather, very, okay. very, very, very I good. I thought we just totally changing tracks yeah. there. But, I mean, 
do not buy into the Giants offense one bit. Yeah. Daniel Jones looks solid. What are you saying? He looked like trash. He's trash. Oh, okay. Daniel He's Jones is be trash. Benched by like <laughs> mid-season. He's off. Um, okay. no, I mean I, I did think that game. interception was fun. Funny. He did the one where he just it up there. He was getting hit. He yeah. flame ducked it up yeah. there. And about seven Steelers players were underneath oh, it. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that one. That's right. Um, that one. one more game. We can make it quick. The Broncos lost to the Titans 16-14, if you hadn't heard. It sucked. Jerry Judy dropped some passes. There were some mistakes with the timing of that. But that's not why we're here. We're here for the fantasy perspective. Um, Derrick Henry, workhorse. I mean... He, the weird thing is the Broncos kind of shut him down until yeah, no, they, they were able to like just pick him apart behind. Thirty-one carries, the long of thirteen. This yeah. was not Derrick Henry. This was the Broncos' offense not staying on the field long enough to keep Derrick Henry off. That's where a fantasy owner should be upset. Melvin Gordon's really intriguing now with this Phil injury. True. I'm gonna keep saying it, and um, no offense. Believe the hype. This was huge. Oh, Obviously, yeah. without Sutton, changes things a lot. Corey Davis is the other big storyline here. Is uh, Corey Davis really played well? And as an yeah. AJ Brown believer, I'm a little concerned. Uh, also, Jerry Judy. He's going to be a wide receiver too in fantasy here pretty quick. You know, he looked good. I mean, there were the two drops, yeah. and and you have to factor those in. You can't just say what happens if without those, then he catches what? No Sutton, no Hamler. Six passes for 85 yards, and maybe he breaks one and runs the ball for more. And but there was no I, Sutton I and no KJ Hamler. You didn't really have any competition there. It's true. But Tim I think Patrick was the other. I, I'm not looking at that as competition in this case quite as much because I think if you do have a Cortland Sutton out there then you just run so many more offensive plays than they had. You know, they had, what, six offensive plays in the third quarter yesterday? That means that basically you're losing out on 25% of his production for Jerry Judy. So you got to factor that into, I'm, I mean, I'm in. I wouldn't panic as a Judy owner if you want to buy mm -hmm. low on him right now. Not a terrible idea. Uh, but look, look yeah, I, I don't think much changes for Judy and my outlook of his at this point. All right. Uh, well, that does it for running through all the games from this week um before we get into a bunch of the questions that we have gotten uh let's talk a little bit about DraftKings sportsbook as i said earlier DraftKings sportsbook is the number one rated sportsbook app in the united states um for so many reasons i mean you know we haven't even talked about this because betting has been legal here for so long but I remember the first like month or so of having legal betting and having this partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook, the conversation was like, oh, wow, you can trust these guys. Even during a pandemic where the, all the sketchy offshore bookies that aren't technically legal, um, like you can still bet with them. But with all the weird things happening in sports, you may not get your money back if things get wild. Right. Like they don't have to follow the laws like legal sports betting sites do um and that's not something we've talked about in a couple months so i figured we'd throw that back around um dre uh do you have a good bet for us tonight on uh, yeah this nuggets plus 285 baby i like that you Money didn't even game seven you didn't even go for like a prop or something like Jokic. no matter what whether they win or lose no just take them to win it's great value love that yep. um yeah you can download 
the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get... Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, where is that? For, for a limited time... Uh, there you go. I'm missing the offer. Oh, it's up there now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DMVR when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code DMVR and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, that was a mouthful. Um, let's jump in with these questions. Um, yeah, first question, and this is from LA Bronco 30 He was hoping we'd get to it before last Sunday, but I think it's still relevant. He was debating whether to start Matt Ryan or Cam Newton. Now that we know a little more about those two quarterbacks, Cam and the Patriots play the Seahawks. Matt Ryan and the Falcons. I just had this and forgot. They I'm just going to jump in here and the say, Cowboys. yeah, Matt Ryan. All I'm the way. Matt, yeah, I'm going Matt Ryan. Yeah, I don't think it's even that I agree. close, regardless of the matchup. And I thought you guys I were going like to take Cam Seahawks. Newton. I was a little worried there. So I was going to say the Seahawks, Seahawks are, they know how to play against whatever it is that uh, the <laughs> Patriots are trying to do there with Cam Newton, and they're going to swallow him up. It's not going to wow. be, he's not going to have anywhere near as much time or room to work as he did against Miami. I, I really am. I'm fading no, Cam Newton for this week. You don't need to be such a Cam Newton hater. You can just <laughs> say, like, Matt Ryan's better. He's got better options. You don't need to completely break Cam Newton down and tear his performance from this week apart. He looked pretty good. But I you're right. My you're right. To start Cam Newton. He's going to look better. We're going on. No, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I, as just, much as I want to, as much as I'm a Cam Newton truther, it's just too soon. You got to see him put the production up again, especially because the two rushing touchdowns. That's not Cam Newton. It's the offense that. around him. He has no wide receivers or running backs. It doesn't yeah. change the fact we'll that his prospects don't look good. So No, it does change the fact. It means that his prospects don't look good because there's no talent around him. I'm also just saying. If you're, do you, we're Patriots just talking about do you want to start him, yes or no. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's you, just a different reason Matt why you Ryan wouldn't want to start him. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And I'm a big fan of Matt Ryan and the Falcons anyway. I think they're going to win the AFC South. So We love Matt Ryan Go ahead and on this at me show. For that take. I, too, said that. And after week one, I'm a little more skeptical. But we're sticking by it. We can't change things. I do. I think that the Seahawks are just a really good team. So that was a tough week one matchup. Could be. We'll uh, can we put a bet? I'll take the Patriots to win. You want the Seahawks? Yeah. We haven't had enough bets. There's one. Okay. What? Really? Okay. Yep. yep. Sure. Yep. Well, by the way, what are we wagering on these bets right now? Shots? Uh, no, we don't have to wager anything other than our egos. That's okay. what this is all about. Or our reputation. Well, I do have a pretty good ego, so there's a lot to go around. Yeah. I think uh, uh, next question, Dre. You yeah. have that pulled up? Yeah, I'm taking down notes for our wagers. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what right. What up, guys? Fantasy Now and DMVR. This company is the best. Anyway, <laughs> at a starting question, and also wanted to know what you guys thought of my squad and how I should could improve it. It's a standard 14-team draft. He has Stafford QB1, Drake running back one, Austin Eckler running back two, Juju wide receiver one, Terry McLaurin wide receiver two, Noah Fant at tight end, Cam Akers as the flex, Broncos defense, Brandon McManus as the kicker. On the bench, he has Zach Moss, Michael Pittman, Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, TJ Hawkinson, LaVisca Chenault. This is definitely our kind of listener. 
TK yes. Freeze. What up, TK? Yes, I honestly um, can't oh, even think yeah, of a way to improve this team Freeze. right now. This yeah. is this is what a ten team Miss league. You in the Madden league. Fourteen. What? Yeah. Oh, you're sitting pretty, man. I can't yeah. help you, honestly. Standard league. What do you guys think? Wasn't exactly what I wanted, but if some of these rookies hit, I got a chance. Super fast. Here's my question. Fantasy is telling me to bench Cam Akers because he's listed as RB3. But from what I was reading in training camp, he was RB1. Obviously, this was yeah. submitted. Anyway, should I bench him? If so, for who? Boyd, Moss, Jerry? Thanks, guys. Fantasy is pod is awesome. We really appreciate you, TK Freeze. That's I guess tough. I'd be undecided between Zach Moss, Jerry Judy, LaVisca Chanel. I would say LaVisca. I think I'd ride Visca too. I think <sighs> I'd ride Visca. What's the matchup this week? Sutton would be my... If Sutton is still out, which none of us are hoping for, right. that's the that's a situation where I would consider... Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Though Again, that Steelers defense. Who did the Jags play? Titans. On the road. That hey, Titans defense Titan, didn't look that impressive. I know. Feast I on know. the Titans defense. They've got injuries at corner and stuff. And they always, those two teams Go always Visca. have, they always have high scoring games and they're always wacky. And I think that no, when no. you talk about Jerry Go Judy Visca. and you have all these Go different, Visca. yeah, you have all these different contingencies around like whether or not you take him with LaVisca, there are no contingencies. He's playing this team and he's ready to go. You, you take him. Whereas yeah. with Jerry Judy, it's dependent on all these other things. I'd rather stick with the sure thing. So. Totally, especially because the Titans don't have great depth. They've been injured at cornerback. This is a great matchup to feast on week two. Go yep. Visca all the way, baby. That's right. Beautiful. That's it for our questions. All right. Well, does that mean we're done? Yeah, I think that about does it for the show. Yeah. Any parting thoughts, anybody? Uh, well, we have our tailgate on uh, Sunday mornings, mm, so yes. tune in for that. We're doing that uh, 9.30 a.m. until 10.55, yeah. right until kickoff. Um, we have a segment of our fancy show that goes on there, so we'll uh, address some sit-start stuff. Oh, so yeah. if you are a member Last and you have questions, uh, make sure to throw those either in the Discord or uh, on the podcast, on our website, things like that, and we'll get to those, um, and we'll address some sit-starts. Um, we also cover you know, just the full slate of games with RK on Sundays as well, um, so be sure to tune in for that. Yeah. Uh, come into the DMVR bar and uh, you know, watch the games, have fun. Obviously, Nuggets game seven is tonight, so kind of SOL on if you wanted to show up for that because that sold out <laughs> within seven minutes. But when the Nuggets win game seven tonight and the Western Conference Finals happen, we'll be having more uh, watch parties for that as well. So right check out the DMVR bar for all your sports watching needs as well. And uh, that's about all I got. You guys? I think that pretty much covered that's it. That's it. All right, cool. that's going to do it for today. If you guys have any questions, as always, you can hit us up in the uh, DMVR Lounge. There's a fantasy channel. Or also just leave comments on the post for today's show at thedmvr.com, and we will get to those next Tuesday when we see you again.